Hi, and welcome to Helping People Perform, the podcast that gives you fascinating insights into those people whose chosen vocation is to help others perform at their best. From consultants to teachers, sports coaches to financial advisors, all of my guests share a passion for getting the most out of individuals, teams, and organizations. Enjoy the episode. So welcome to another episode of the Helping People Perform podcast. I'm delighted that joining me today is Dr. Rakesh Rana, aka The Clear Coach. Uh, so welcome, Rakesh. Hello, Paul, and thank you for having me on your podcast as well. Thank you. Absolute pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. Um, so today we're going to be finding out about what The Clear Coach is, what The Clear Coach does, uh, but a little bit of background about um, what's got you here as well. So if we yeah. can start off with that. So you've got a really interesting, varied background. So what's your story up to this point in time? Oh, wow. OK, it goes back a while, I guess. Um, I was one of those clever kids at school. <laughs> you know straight A's you know I'm not gonna say things came easy I guess I just worked hard for them um but it was always A grades so opportunities you know educational opportunities kind of befell uh you know I, I went on and did, did uh, my GCSEs A levels and on did a, a degree uh naturally went and did a master's and you know I got a funded PhD it kind of just kind of fell into place um and then I got tired of science. Uh, you know, once I'd done that PhD, I thought, you know what, I can't spend my life sitting in a lab with a white lab coat on. So I decided to look for something else and I fell into uh, IT, working for an investment bank. Naturally. And so, yeah, so <laughs> IT's predominantly been my background for, I would say, the last 20 to 22 years. And, um, but you know, things never felt right as soon as I started working because you know when you're in school when you're in college and university you, you know everything's kind of mapped out everything's planned out and you kind of go with the flow I think when you start working you're kind of having to fend for yourself and um you know in hindsight I can look back what was happening but at the time it was like there's got to be more to life you know surely there's got to be more where am I going where's my direction and I was a bit lost however once I'd started working and working in the city of London at the time you got onto that hamster wheel right. and you know it was a good job, paid well, got married, bought a house, had the kids, you know, the holidays, everything. And um, you have that and you think anybody out looking from outside in would think, oh, great life, happy. But there was always something missing. And I think it was that direction and fulfillment. So right. it was about nine or so years ago, I got my own life coach and it was through being coached. I got an understanding of what it is that I enjoy, what my core values were. And, you know, going back over my life, they were always about helping Um I'm one of the oldest, I'm the oldest sibling. Um, I've got lots of cousins that are a lot younger than me. So I would always be the go-to person. And then uh, when, I, when I was doing my PhD, I was, a, I was a warden looking after the pastoral care of undergraduate students. And then throughout my IT career, I was a, rather than being very techie, I was very much more about the man management. So I was always right. developing staff and helping people. So that was that light bulb moment. That actually, I enjoy helping people. That's what I enjoy. That's what I love. So it was just naturally, you know, that light bulb moment, wow, I want to do coaching. And it was by getting that understanding and then exploring a little bit more what coaching is about, where I, where could I take it, I decided to do a practitioner's diploma in executive coaching. Right. And uh, that has been pretty much exactly eight years ago. Uh, and I've wow. been doing coaching since. And, you know, uh, and I was running my coaching practicing, uh, practice alongside some of the IT work that I do. Right. And uh, realistically, now it's a case of growing my practice into a you know, fully grown coaching business, hopefully. 
Superb. And you're known as the Clear Coach. So what, what's the Clear Coach all about? Okay. So as part of my coaching training with the Academy of Executive Coaching, uh, they asked uh, all the participants, the attendees, to write an essay on who am I and who am I in the capacity of how you coach and who you are as a coach. And clear, the CLEAR coach came about because CLEAR is an acronym of a framework that I tended to use and continue to use in my coaching. And um, it's expanded beyond that, actually. I, I think CLEAR is a great framework for anything, any, in anywhere uh, where you need to build good relationships, uh, whether they're personal or professional. Uh, and uh, the framework essentially is an acronym. So CLEAR is for connection. Um, it's how we connect with people uh, using an LP or, you know, how we can really get on with people. Um, L is about language. It's about common languages, but also learning to use language correctly. So sometimes, especially about reframing the way we look at things and the reframing the words that we use day to day. Uh, e is about energy and enthusiasm. A is about awareness, raising people's awareness within sessions and within with each other. And then R is about results. So it's about celebrating the results that we go on and achieve. So that's pretty much very simply the clear framework. I, I'm a sucker for a good acronym myself. Uh, I've got um, got a program myself um, from called Rapid Performance, and a, a lot of the thought I must admit in those early days was, how do I get a good acronym acronym out of this? But it's got to help people, and I, and I I fully agree. Whenever I've been offered coaching, whenever I've been through coaching, or um, had done some coaching for others clarity mm -hmm. is one of the key things that people are after to help them perform isn't it so of course yeah. and, and i guess you know there, there's um when you know people hear that i'm called a clear coach they naturally tend to think oh it's all about clarity and that's part of it right. but you know when they get that understanding actually it's the clear framework a little bit different but i think when, when we're coaching i think it is about clarity it's about awareness it's about goal setting it's about achievement but in all, it's all, all also about wellness. It's all about, about balance. Yeah. Uh, and it's about, for me, I don't really believe in that 24-7 grind hustle that uh, social media tends to proclaim right now. Yeah. For me, it is about having that well-balanced life. So ensuring that you have enough rest and recuperation uh, with as much work that you're putting into yeah, and uh, I noticed on the socials recently you were doing some serious investigation into that, laying in some beds. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I was recently in Los Angeles attending the biohacking uh, conference. So this, again, it's all about wellness, uh, well-being. We're living longer and therefore if we're living longer, we want to be living well uh, and we want to be able to, if we're living longer, we want to be able to do things for longer. Mm. So this was conference was about, well, how can we hack our lifestyles to ensure that we are performing at our optimum, that we are uh, living for as long as we can, for as well as we can. And then this was using, you know, different types of beds. And these beds could be electrical impulses, um, uh, lymphatic massage suits, but also using supplements, using technology, using spirituality. So what kind of hacks can we use to essentially attain peak performance? It was amazing. It really was. Fantastic. I love those kind of events. Uh, it's been a while since I've been to one, unfortunately. Um, so you mentioned the coaching element. Now, I've come across various different versions of coaches from sort of business coaches, mm -hmm. uh, executive coaches, life coaches, those sorts of things. Where do you see yourself in that spectrum? And yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a question I get asked a lot, actually. I mean, I refer to myself as a life coach, right. but they say, well, so what's a dating coach? What's a business coach? You know, exa exactly what you just said. And, and I, what I try and say to people is that 
it's a marketing moniker. A coach is a coach. Right. Um, realistically, if you've been trained up as a coach, you're trained up in a set set of skills, uh, uh, various coaching models. There's so many out there. You know, when you're learning to be a coach, you only learn maybe a small amount, a, you know, a fraction. But then it's up to you to go and do that continuous professional development. Mm. Um, if you want to focus on more about relationships and dating, that's maybe some of the models that you might want to focus on. And, and same with business. You may want to learn more about business marketing. Therefore, you go down that route. Mm. I find that I call myself a life coach and I want to say i would like to help people holistically in terms of their life whether it's business dating relationships confidence uh well-being and balance so more often than not a lot of my clients may come to me because they want to achieve say certain personal professional goals right i think everybody i've coached it comes down to two themes common themes i think that come up and it tends to be about the lack of confidence in something or the fear of something that right. is stopping them moving forward and we may start working on a business-related goal, but I can pretty much guarantee that at least one session out of the out of the structured coaching program will be about relationships. Because if you're trying to grow a business, but actually you're stressed because your home life, there's all sorts of things going wrong. I help with that. I, I will then think, well, okay, what's going on? We, we, you know, I could call it a dating coaching session, but we don't. It's it's, it's life coaching. Right. So for me, I think it's the prefix to coach is just a marketing moniker and it's what people then call themselves to attract the right kind of client awesome and what is uh, what sort of clients do you have on board do you have a specific target area or is the yeah. you found yourself to it, going towards a particular group of people or anything i must admit I, early on i was always told by people especially people in sales and marketing you've got a niche rackish you've got to niche yourself so that you attract the right kind of clients and i think from day one up until now i've not really niched i've because I enjoy meeting such a different variety of people. And I guess if you if you you look at the uh, the commonality amongst the clients I have, I just think that they're amazing people. They're people that I love spending time with right. and they're people that really want to be able to achieve something great in the field that they're working in. You know, I've I've uh, coached actress, presenters, models, business owners, people that are working in corporate environments. They all want to do better with them, with their lives. They want to go on and achieve something else. But for me, it's the excitement, it's that determination, it's the motivation that comes through that excites me. And then, you know, I'm, I'm in, a, in a fortunate position where I can pick and choose the clients that I work with. Mm. So for me, they need to excite me just as much as they want to get excited by working with me. Oh, fantastic. And I think that's a, a huge part of any coaching relationship is mm. that very well. It's the relationship between the coachee and the coach, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so let's flip this around a little bit. So how do you get uh, your performance enhanced? Yeah. You know, who, who do you go to? Where do you go? How do you motivate yourself to up your own game? Yeah. And in fact, somebody asked me on socials recently, oh, you know, do you have your own coach? You know, do you have a mentor on things? And yes, you know, as, as a professional coach, um, here's the thing. People don't need coaching all the time. Right. So for my example, I've had a coach in the past. I've had a, I, ha I have a coach now. However, it's completely different because I know what I'm looking to achieve. I've got that tool set. I know kind of what I'm doing. However, I have a coaching supervisor. So um, because I coach other people um, and part of uh, because I'm a member of the ICF, um, 
there's this adherence that we need to ensure that we have a coaching supervisor. So somebody that I can go and bounce ideas off. And, you know, if I've had a particularly difficult time coaching somebody, somebody that I can go and talk to. And as part of that coaching supervision, I also get a bit of coaching too. So that works in one area. Right. However, what I've found that's been really powerful for me is surrounding myself with people that are able to mentor me. So people that I can learn off. Uh, and I think that's been key. So I pretty much don't really engage with the coaching community on mass as such, because I find that I learn a lot more from my ideal kind of clients. And these are people in business, maybe people that want to go and achieve something. So by coaching such a variety of people, I'm learning so much from them. And a lot of them become my very good friends afterwards. So it's about staying in touch maintaining that mentorship circle, uh, 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 as, as you may want to call it, yep. and learning from other people. I think that's key. And yep. like I said, uh, having recently attended the biohacking conference, uh, that was fantastic. The amount of products and services I was able to learn about, the amount of things I was able to learn from some of the key stage speakers, and just meeting and networking people that I would just never come across in my every day-to-day -day life. I think that's such a great way to learn. Yeah, just exposing yourself to those slightly different yeah, setups. Exactly. Then. Yeah, awesome. Um, and so, I mean, coaching is always something that I have taken a coaching approach to a lot of the work that I've done in the past when I've been a manager and things like that. Um, I've had some coaches uh, in the past myself who worked on that. And I've been a de facto coach in a lot of my uh, more recent work as well. Um, okay. But I've, ne I've never personally gone down the full route of becoming a certified coach. You mentioned the ICF, yeah. the International Coaching Federation. Coaching yeah. Federation, yeah. To be honest, Paul, yeah. here's, here's, here's an interesting fact. So this is why I, I said hindsight's a great thing, that early on in my life, when everything was coming really easily, I think I was a very fixed mindset person because I, I just had that natural talent. Right. Life became difficult because I, I maintained that fixed mindset. So everything was about qualifications. Confidence came from having letters behind my name right. um, and not much else. And therefore, it's only when I became a coach, my mindset completely changed. And in fact, when I went down the whole coaching training route, I wanted to go with a company that was... ICF accredited and therefore would put me in great stead to become ICF accredited myself. Right. But it, when I went through the coaching training, my, I had this entire shift in my mindset where actually my confidence wasn't anything to do with memberships and letters or anything like that. It was me. It was all from the inside. And even though I'm an ICF member and maintain that to give myself some professional credibility <laughs> amongst <laughs> the masses. Yeah. I, I decided I didn't want to go down the accreditation route because, you know what, wanting to do something for myself was the freedom that I wanted. And therefore, to be locked into doing this many hours to report into this and do this, I thought, well, no, that's what I want to get away from. I want the freedom to do what I want. However, I still have the coaching supervision because I think it is important yep. to have that. To be affiliated with a, uh, uh, um, a professional membership group, is great because you do learn, you know, you do go to some of their conferences or there's some of their um, CPD classes that they offer. And um, again, it gives you that professional credibility amongst peers and anybody looking for a coach. Mm. So for me, yeah, it, it became about, I can do a great job as a coach, or so my clients say. <laughs> I don't necessarily need to have that ICF accreditation. Right. And to be honest, in all the years I've coached, I don't think anybody's asked me whether I've been ICF accredited. <laughs> I think I probably lost out on one working gig. I think it was, I'm going to say this, it was at Regents University. They approached me to right. come in to do some work for them. 
uh, and then I had to fill out a form and then it's tick box if I'm accredited. And I said no. And straight away they rejected me. And I said, mm. oh, OK, well, you approached me. Mm. You do realize I could still do a do a great job for you. Mm. Um, they said, oh, no, you have to be accredited. I said, it's a shame. It's uh, it's your loss, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've had similar stories myself in the past. I've come from a business improvement background yeah. and uh, Lean Six Sigma and Six Sigma Black yeah. Belt and Green Belts. And um, I found I did a Green Belt in my first ever job, uh, sort of coming out of university. Yeah. Um, and I must say, in the 20 odd years that I've been practicing, I don't think I've ever used it. Uh, <laughs> it, it and um, But I have been prevented from certain jobs and certain gigs because yeah. people were looking for a certain qualification. And I think yeah. that is a um, something that can open doors, it can yeah. uh, close doors. But um, what advice would you give to somebody who was looking to maybe get into that coaching world themselves? They like uh, yeah. helping people perform. Uh, I think, first of all, do it for the right reasons. I mean, you know, you Google Life Coach now, there are hundreds, if not thousands, tens of thousands of coaches all over the world. And I personally, I think certain people get in it, into it for the wrong reason and the wrong reason being uh, financial gain. Right. There's this uh, thing out there again, social media. It's, it's uh, I'm going to blame social media for a lot of things. <laughs> um, you know, there's the great sales and marketeers out there that says, you know, become a coach and earn tens of thousands, you know, you get all these. And it, unfortunately, it's just so wrong. And people fall into that trap that they think that, oh, I'll do this three-month, six-month coaching program. It's really easy. Mm. Um, and I'll be earning loads of money. And unfortunately, it's just it's just not the case. Mm. Um, it's, it's hard work. Um, it, as with any product or a service, you've got to have a sales and marketing department as such that's going to get you those leads and convert them to people that want to be coached. And with so many out there, not and like I said, not everybody needs coaching at a particular moment in time, as, as much as coaching is valuable for everyone. Yeah. Not everybody is coachable. So for me, do it for the right reasons. Um, I know a lot of good coaches that have never had coaching training, but you know what? Have some sort of coaching training. Yeah. Uh, it will help you. It'll help you with uh picking the right kind of clients because very, you know, as much as when you get into coaching, you might want to help anybody because they might be paying. Actually, that person may be more benefit, uh, may benefit more from therapy rather than coaching. But I think it's only your coaching training that's going to help you realize uh, or realize those red flags in a person, whether they need therapy or coaching or mentoring. Right. So getting some sort of coaching tra training is going to be valuable. Mm. And um, surround yourself with the right kind of people, I'd say. Mm. Um, that are going to give you the good kind of advice. I mean, I've helped or spoken with a lot of people that have started out on a coaching journey um, to, to kind of talk about this, actually, mm. just to say, look, here's where you could go and get some coaching training done. Uh, read these kind of articles or read these particular books uh, and really get an understanding. And, and I, I never want to put a... Um, um, I never want to put coaching in a bad light at all because I love it. And, and you know what? If you're doing it for the right reasons, it doesn't work. It, it energizes you. It really just, you know, for me, if I'm having a crap day, but then I have a coaching session to do, I never feel more alive. So um, I think just doing it for the right reasons, get the training and, and be around the right people that are going to guide you on it. I love that because uh, the whole reason that I pulled this Helping People Perform podcast mm. together was the whole mindset of a vocation where you help others be at their best that's yeah. what energizes me yeah. and i think that that you've hit on that great thing of if it brings you energy and it, it serves your purpose it's not yeah. a, not a job it's a uh, it's a way of life in some ways isn't it? Yeah. it truly is i mean I'll, I'll be having a really rubbish day i'll actually be thinking 
oh, I've got a coaching session in the evening. Am I going to be able to do it? I tell you, the moment the camera's on and you know we're doing that Zoom session, yeah, I, and they too, you know, scientific studies have been done. Happiness comes from helping other people, right. and for me, there's no true way to do it. If I can coach and help somebody, mentor them, guide them, yeah. and you see it on their face uh, and the messages that you get in return, you know, you can't beat it. And you, you hit on something there as well, which is coaching isn't necessarily a nine to five job either, is it? No. no. How, how's how's that um, worked for you and has it changed over time? It has. Yeah. I mean, there's been times where actually it's been great because it's allowed me to focus on sales and marketing. Um, and because I can fit it in at any time, it's then allowed me to do some contract work because I still go into the IT world. So I can still do contract work as well as and when. Because here's the other thing. It's... You know, unless you're a Tony Robbins or something, mm. doing coaching 100% of the time is not going to earn you much of a living unless, you know, you work at it, work at it. And it's hard. So a lot of the coaches that you see out there will be supplementing their income, whether it's through workshops, whether it's selling, doing talks or selling books, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, you'll be kidding yourself if you think if you become a coach that that's all you'll do and that's going to earn you an income. It won't. It's... Mm. Um, it's a it's a small income until you really start hitting certain heights. Um, so you will need to supplement your income as as I've done. So it's it's great to have that flexibility. Oh, fantastic! Oh, loving it. Warts um, and all. I'll, just, I'll be honest and transparent <laughs> no, about it. Well, I do think that the the coaching here's the thing: the coaching industry has got a bad rap. You mentioned coaching. Yeah. Uh, most people see it with disdain. So I'm, I'm I want to just be very transparent and clear with a lot of people I speak to, and actually empathise with them. Because I, I've seen it myself, and I, I try and be trans, as transparent as possible. Yeah. Um, it's a an angle I remember taking back in the days when I was uh, making sausages. Believe it or not, I used to be a production manager in a sausage factory, and I did a lot I of. Do remember. <laughs> I do remember. I do remember. And I, uh, yeah, I used to turn up to to parties and things with bin bags full of sausages from the staff <laughs> shop. Um, but I would interview people who were looking to to start on the shop floor and, and work in in our teams, yeah. and I would always in that interview process, give it the water and all. You know, it's cold. It, it can be smelly. It was you know, generally a quite a nice environment, but, it, it, it you know, people can be averse, averse to the herbs and spices that are in there. Yeah. It's a cold environment because it's all chilled. You know, you, you're going to be on your feet a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And one or two people walked out at those early stages and said, well, it's not for me. I, like, I think I've done a brilliant job at that stage because that's actually helped people to go, Maybe that's not for me. I haven't gone through that whole heartache. Yeah. And I also found that the people who went through that and said, yeah, I can cope with that because that's what I want to do or that's the thing that I'm, um, I'm going to do right now. They came into it with their eyes open and were much more um, alert to how they could perform in that environment. Oh, yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, you mentioned some um, sort of ideal clients uh, earlier yeah. on. So let's jump into this sort of more quick fire uh, angle of things. Who are your ideal clients? Have you got any one person in particular? Or I think I've got a name that comes to mind. That, uh... For me, I tell you what it is. I it, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a strange one. It's because sometimes you want to be on the journey with somebody to see them become hugely successful through your coaching. Right. But sometimes I look at people like, you know, I'm a big Manchester United supporter. I look at somebody like Marcus Rashford. Yeah. Who, you know, he's, he's achieved everything almost. But then you see what a difficult year he's had. And I sometimes think, wow, what if he was to get a life coach 
how much more could he be improved? So he's already got skills, talent, everything, but does he need somebody there to help him find balance, to have that accountability, which I'm sure he does in a professional capacity. But for me, somebody like that uh, would be brilliant because one, I love football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the fact that I'm a big fan of these kind of people, but I do think for me, people that I also think that coaching can be such a game changer in this world. Right. If you're being coached, it transforms you. I personally think it makes you a better person. So if I can coach people that have a huge influence, right. And through that huge influence, they're having an even bigger impact in changing the world. I do think that we can change the world, a coaching session at a time. Fantastic. What a quote. So I might have to write that one down. I'm going to clip that. I don't think it's list. mine. I think I probably overheard that somewhere else. So, But I tend to use it a lot because I, I do firmly believe that. I mean, it's been great to see some of my clients go on and do some amazing things. I've got a client right now who's out at the Monaco, in Monaco right now on a stand talking about clearing up ocean plastics. He's looking to remove, you know, a billion kilos of plastics by wow. 2050 from the ocean, you know, the water waterways. But yeah. You know, all of this has come about. I mean, I don't know if he says it's, you know, a lot of it's down to the coaching that we went through and the process that we went through. But it's just great to see things like that. And that they're the kind of things I love talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that particular client and maybe a lot of the others, you, you talked about it earlier on, is that person's always had the ability to do that, but maybe they didn't have the confidence or had yeah. a bit of fear about going into yeah. it and actually starting. If you can help that process yeah. through coaching. And the yeah. awareness, you know, right. you know, I talk about the A in, in the clear framework, the awareness, a lot of people, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Hmm. When people, when, when people come to me and they've got a goal, that goal is from their current level of thinking right. but through the coaching process, that level increases. And therefore when that level increases, you the goals that you want to attain become bigger. Right. And that's what I say to a lot of people that after being coached by me for six months or so, yes, there's a goal that you want to achieve, but I can pretty much guarantee them that that goal is going to change because they will change as a person mm. throughout that coaching process. So I always try and get them to think of something even bigger when they come to me as a goal. I'll say, look, that's too easy. Right. Have a think about it. And, you know, it's, it's about, but it's about pushing. It's about growth. Yeah. And that's what I really want for people. Oh, amazing stuff. And, Flipping that on its head a little bit with uh, from the ideal client, who would be the person or group of people that you would want to sit down with oh, wow. um, who you think by having that conversation, by having a, a coffee and a sit down mm. would up your own performance? Yeah. Who would that be? I mean, yeah, I mean, Paul, I think, I think I've told you, you know, I started my podcast uh, during COVID. And the reason I did that was because I wanted to interview one, some of the clients that I'd had, but also yeah. some of the most amazing people that I know that are entrepreneurs that have had lots of success in life, really to pick their brains, one yeah. for myself, but also for anybody that might be interested in listening. And that's what I want to continue to do. And like I said, this conference I went to, I met some amazing people. I've been very fortunate. A couple have already got scheduled to appear and be interviewed for my podcast. But I think there's the one guy uh, who I'm still waiting to hear from is uh, I really want to spend some more time with is Naveen Jain. Um, he's a serial entrepreneur, currently the CEO of Viome. I think he's amazing. Mm. Probably one of the most humble people I've ever met. You would never know that he's such a wealthy and successful person. He's such a great guy. And to be able to spend more time with people like that, I think is brilliant. Right. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are wealthy, successful. But here's a guy that doesn't equate wealth to success. Right. He equates success because of his family, because of his health and what he's able to do for the other people. And, and I think that's brilliant. 
Superb. And just let's take a moment to plug the podcast. That's a second success, isn't it? Second success. Yeah, I think I think there's about 40 or so episodes. But like I said, it, it, I grew it a lot during COVID uh, with every, you know all the, all the restrictions stopping and people getting back to work. It was a lot more challenging to get hold of people's time. Yeah. So it's been on a bit of a hiatus. But now, you know, in all earnest, I want to kick it back off again. Like I said, I've already got a couple of interviews scheduled. So we'll be seeing more episodes coming out very shortly. Great stuff. So I'm a few episodes in already. It's uh, it's I'm catching. It's up. a great journey, Paul. You're <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm, I'm going to binge it. That, there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, and that's uh, just to be clear. That that's about people who have had success in the past and have gone on to maybe a completely different field and had a second. Yeah, second success. exactly. Yeah, multiple successes. And I, and I guess the idea came from myself. Um, because I look back, I think it was one of those days where I was thinking, oh, what have I actually achieved in life? And you look back and think, hold on, I've got a PhD. I had an amazing career. I've got an amazing family. I've got this great career in life coaching. I've had loads of successes. Other people have. So it's also making people realize and stopping that, you know, there's a lot of people that we come across that think they haven't achieved anything in life. But actually, when you start peeling back the layers, they've achieved so much. So sometimes it's not the most obvious successes. Mm. And a lot of them aren't equated to wealth either. So it, it's what is success. And a lot of people have had numerous successes. So it is about that. Great. And I'll put the uh, the link to that in the uh, in the show notes as well. Make sure we share the wealth of all the podcasters out there. Um, and within that, so where do people find out more about you, your coaching? Yeah. How do they get in contact? Sure. My social media handle is The Clear Coach. Um, so whether it's on Instagram and uh, Twitter, Facebook, they're all there, YouTube. Um, but you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, to be honest, LinkedIn and Instagram are the two social media platforms that I'm most, most active on. Um, you can search for my name, Google Rakishrana, R-A-K-I-S-H-R-A-N-A. I think I'm the only one in the world because of a spelling mistake at birth. Right. Uh, you'll see pages and pages of me, so <laughs> easy enough to find me. Uh, and my website is just um, theclearcoach.com. Fantastic. And again, we'll put all those links into the show notes, give Thanks, people Paul. an opportunity, and hopefully you'll be inundated with uh, with people looking to get that se- second success for themselves. And yeah, may- maybe th- those will go on to become podcast yeah. uh, members in the future. So yeah. um, Rakesh, as always, an absolute pleasure. Um, I do, you know, I'm such a fan of the coaching approach and the value that coaching can bring to people. Um, I love a good acronym. <laughs> and I, I love the passion and enthusiasm you, you bring to coaching so uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today um, as, I, as i said all the notes and, and things will be there so you can get in touch with rakish if you're looking for that second success or if you're looking to just up your game and, uh, and find that clarity for yourself so rakish a pleasure to speak to you today speak to you oh, again soon it's been wonderful thank you very much for having me thank you thanks for listening to today's episode if you liked what you heard then please give the podcast a rate, review and share. I'm Paul Teasdale, and from sausage making to banking, oil and gas to Formula One, I help people perform. If you'd like to find out more and have a conversation, contact me via helpingpeopleperform.com.